Hey guys, what is up? Big Drewski here. You're listening to The Little Tangerine Show. I had to call it The Little Tangerine Show because if I called it The Big Orange Show, I'd get fired. So what's more opposite than The Little Tangerine Show? Am I right? If you haven't already, click like, click subscribe. On this podcast, I like to talk about all things Tennessee Volunteers football. I also will talk about SEC and some other games as well. Um... I might even throw in some basketball when we get to that time. We'll see. But football is king. That's what I like to talk about. That's what I enjoy. If you haven't already, click like, click subscribe. Follow me on social media. At Big Ladrewski. B-I-G-L-E-W-R-E-W-S-K-I, baby. I hope y'all enjoy the show. Let's get into it. Hey guys, what is up? Big Drewski here. You're listening to the Little Tangerine Show. If you hadn't already, click like, click subscribe. Guys, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you before we get started that if you are not following me uh, on social media, primarily TikTok, you are missing out. Um, I There's just there's so much going on on my TikTok. My TikTok is popping off. We hit over 650,000 views, by God. In seven days, in seven days, uh, just absolute, just just traction off the charts, content off the charts. I want to say thank you so much. My social media is glowing orange, and I'm okay with that. Tennessee balls are rolling, baby. Six and oh, I said at the beginning of the year, seven, sorry, September 10th. Balls are the best, best team, team in college football, football, football. And people said I was crazy. Oh, y'all ain't played nobody. You're overrated. You always get hopped and then you get shut down. And then you're all crying about everything, saying we're going to rebuild and come back next year. Listen, I've been saying it over and over and over again. And y'all, just not y'all this probably listen to this that are my fans, but college football in general does not want to listen, man. I keep telling them, listen, last year we didn't know who our starting quarterback was. We had a brand new coach, brand new scheme. Nobody knew what was going on. We was up at, you know, on BAM at halftime. They ran away with it. Listen, we were good last year. Okay, we're better this year. Number one offense in the SEC. We're going back and forth with Ohio State for number one offense in the country. Ohio State, by the way, has not played nobody. Bunch of 50% teams. Best team they played so far is Notre Dame. Notre Dame's like three and, you know, nowhere near winning. I mean, come on now. I've been saying it since day one, guys. Nobody wants to listen. Everybody was saying, oh, no, you ain't going to beat Pitt at home. You're playing at their turf. They beat you last year. It's not going to happen. Then we went down to, you know, came back home. Oh, you're not going to beat Florida. You're not even going to make it out of October in SEC play. You're going to go 0 for 3 right off the rip. Well, Florida came in, and they tried, didn't work. LSU, you know, we went down there, played them on their turf, and that didn't work, and oh no, Bama's gonna handle yins. You ain't gonna put up forty on Bama. Ah, you're right. I guess fifty-two will have to do, baby. Listen, here's the thing. This team 
Yes, defense, we've got our struggles. Nobody's going to deny that. Henry To'o To'o broke our hearts and, and ran off with an elephant. Okay, we thought he was going to be our man out. It just didn't happen. He abandoned us, left us high and dry. Alante Taylor, all those guys that was doing so good, ran off to the NFL. We don't blame them. Pretty sure they all graduated anyways. Listen, our defense was better last year. Okay, our starting defensive tackle and our starting middle linebacker, they broke team rules, got kicked off the team first of the year. Starting cornerback got hurt. Jalen McCullough beat the crap out of a dude that was trying to get into his apartment that was drunk. Okay, we're still dealing with that. We didn't have Cedric Tillman, our starting wide receiver, for the last few games. Still put up 52 on Bama. Okay, listen. Yes, our defense has our struggles. Yes, defense typically wins championships. Who knows how far we're going to go? Okay, do we make the SEC championship? At this point, I think it's, you know, we got a good shot. Do we make the natty? I think we got a good shot. At this point, if we beat Kentucky, which I'm not going to talk crap about Kentucky. I mean, they are a good team. I'm not denying that. But we're playing them at home. We put up 52 on Bama at home. Okay, is Kentucky going to be able to put 48 up? I don't know. Can we score easier on them? I don't know. Okay, but what I know is they've lost a couple games, okay, to teams that were not at Bama's caliber. Okay, can we win 100%? Can we screw up and lose to UT Martin this week because we're looking ahead? Absolutely. Those things could happen. If we lose to UT Martin, doesn't hurt us in the SEC play. Yeah, it might knock us out of a natty, but, you know, we still might be able to go to an SEC championship. Then we got Kentucky. Okay. Yes, Kentucky is good. Okay. Do I think they're better than Bama? No. Do I think they're better than LSU? Mm, arguable, but no. You could. I, I think they're probably better than Florida, the way Florida's been playing. But look, we beat Kentucky. Let's just say we do. We move on. We've got some other teams. Can Mizzou knock us off? Can South Carolina knock us off? Absolutely. We're the balls. It's not going to surprise me one bit if we don't, you know, drop the ball somewhere or struggle a little bit. Maybe somebody else gets hurt. Maybe something happens. I don't know. Okay. But if there was a year, we've got the new sheriff in town, as per Peyton Manning himself, the sheriff called Hendon Hooker, the new sheriff in town. We've got the new sheriff in town. We've got one of the Best freaking college football coaches that's walked into a head coaching job in the last few years. Okay, we got Josh Heupel, national championship winning quarterback for Oklahoma. He's been to the promised land as a player. Okay, all the pieces metaphorically are in place. Bama, been struggling. Georgia, been struggling. I've said that so many times. On this podcast, I've said it on my live streams. I've said it in my videos. Bama, not the same Bama we're used to seeing. Are they still Bama? Yes. Are they still good? Yes. Should they be respected and feared? Yes. Okay. Nick Saban, at the end of the day, is still Nick Saban. Okay. He puts his pants on one leg at a time like the rest of us. He's just got a lot more jewelry. 
quite possibly greatest, you know, it's debatable, but quite possibly the greatest college football coach that's ever walked the face of the earth. Okay. They're having an off year. They're still Bama. We beat them. We'll get into the penalties here in a minute. Okay. By the way, I'm not live streaming on this. I'm actually recording this as I'm going down the road. Um, but here's the thing. And again, I'm not shit talking Georgia. So don't come at me. You probably will anyways, but listen, Georgia, good team. They're good. Not going to lie. They're good. But, big but, yes, they won the national championship last year. Nobody's going to debate that. But, our offense, for first off, well-oiled machine, far more well-oiled than what they seen last year. Can we go up tempo? Yes. Can we slow it down and be just as effective? Yes. Okay. Um, Georgia has struggled this year. I've said it over and over and over again. They struggled against Mizzou. They struggled against Kent State. Again, Kent State. Most of y'all probably don't even know where Kent State is at. I tell you what, it is not in Kentucky. It is not in Kentucky. A lot of people think that's Kentucky State. No. Okay. So everybody keeps saying, oh, the balls ain't going to put up 50 on Georgia. Well, you know what? They said we wouldn't put up 40 on Alabama either. Bama was favored by eight points. Okay, they didn't think that we were going to put up that many points on Bama, and we did. Okay, is Georgia's defense good? Yes. But they also allowed 22 points to, on Mizzou and Kent State. Are we better than Mizzou and Kent State? Absolutely. Can we put up double the amount of points that they did? Absolutely. Is Georgia high-powered enough to be able to absolutely spank the dog piss out of us? I don't think so. Yeah, they put up some big points on teams, but they're pancake teams. Okay, they played Sanford. Who the hell even knows what Sanford is or where they're from? I don't even know what their team logo or any of that shit is. They beat Sanford 33-0. Okay, again... I'm not talking shit about Georgia, but facts are facts. They've not faced an offense as potent as the Tennessee Vols. Okay, so do I think we can beat Georgia? Absolutely. What makes us dangerous? We got nothing to freaking lose. We're playing our minds off. We got Hendon Hooker. I mean, that's kind of all we need. We don't even have Cedric Tillman. Okay, let's go back to the Bama game, okay? Everybody wants to whine and complain about the refs. Oh, it was the refs' fault. The refs is the only reason why you won. Uh, my favorite quote was, oh, the refs help Jens like they always do. <laughs> Dude, if the refs are supposed to be helping us this whole time, they're doing a shitty job. Just say it. The last 15 years, they have really dropped the ball. Okay, the refs. Didn't put up 52 points. The refs didn't cause Bama to do all those delay of games and false start and stuff. That was the Tennessee Vols faithful. Neyland Stadium registered seismic activity twice. Okay. Listen, Bama's a good team. Are we a good team? Yes. Was there some crappy calls? Absolutely. There's crappy calls on both sides. We got called for a pass interference that even the announcer said we shouldn't have got called for pass interference on. 
Okay. A lot of Bama fans are arguing that, you know, the kicker should have been called for false start on the, the game winning kick. Cause he leaned in just a little bit before it was hiked. Listen, that lean was microscopic guys. And I'm telling you right now, 99.95% of the time, they're not calling false start on the kicker unless he takes a step or two. Okay. Just not going to happen. You're not going to get that call. Okay. And while we're on the subject, number 47 on Bama, Coming from the opposite way, it looks like he 100% got a finger on that kick, okay? 100% got a finger on that kick. I think so. Some people argue that. But he used our offensive lineman in order to get leverage. Can't do that. I mean, that's debatable, but that's kind of vaulting. A lot of people say, oh, Tennessee should have got, you know, got in trouble for targeting. Well, you know what? They reviewed it. They reviewed it came back and said, no, he's just a big dude, 6'4". He leaned in a little bit, and he just kind of ran Bryce Young over. A lot of people said, oh, they should have been called for roughing the passer. Well, if your guy's in midair as he's releasing the ball, you're not going to get that call. And, by the way, those hits that y'all are saying we should have got roughing the passer on, have you watched the Texas A&M game? Go back and watch the last five minutes of that game, dude. Which, by the way... Bama got called again for a controversial pass interference call. Okay? Bama fans are saying, oh, you know, that pass interference, that was bull crap. Listen, I post the videos on my TikTok. Go watch them. Okay, the Bama cornerback had his hands on our receiver as he was running down the field. As he grabbed him, he shifted him as he was running. Okay, that's going to be called pass interference 90% of the time. Gary Danielson, who's like a Bama whack-off, absolutely freaking just strokes it to Bryce Young and Bama. He said, as soon as it happens, oh, I think they're going to call this for pass interference. Yep, that's what the call is going to be. It was plain as day. Even they said it, dude. It was pass interference. I don't, I don't know what to tell you, okay? Uh, another one that I've seen and, and I've just absolutely been littered with just this stuff all week. Now, one that I will give you guys. Oh, okay. There's two, there's two that's debatable in my opinion, going against the balls. I understand what the Bama faithful is saying about the strip and run. It was a bang, bang play toot toot honk. You know, they tooted the whistle. And as they were doing that, the Bama guy rips, you know, the football out of the dudes, out of our running back's hand and takes off running. They called it dead ball, you know, um, forward motion or whatever, or whatever I'm trying to say. Uh, Basically said, you know, that's our forward progress. That's it. They blew the whistle, said, nope, forward progress plays dead. I can understand that one. That was a bang, bang play. It happened at a very pivotal time. The ref was a little slow on the whistle. Okay, I will give you that one. That one's bang, bang. I could see how, how you'd be upset about that. The other one everybody's saying is the no call. Tennessee balls, no call on the pass interference. Dude, look, if you go back and watch that where our guy jumped up and like reached around the guy to knock the ball down, listen, from a pass inter- interference standpoint, that dude played that ball absolutely perfect. He could not have played it any more perfect. He was behind the guy, jumped up in unison without – knocking into him, reached around, knocked the ball over. Now, where it could be controversial, I could see how people would say that that should have been a face mask. 
as our guys are both falling, he reaches around, grabs for whatever he can grab, face mask, everything else, and they both kind of fall to the ground. Okay, I genuinely wholeheartedly do not think that was pass interference, but I could see how you'd maybe call a face mask on that one. I mean, like, literally, as he's falling, he's got his hands, both hands, I'm pretty sure, on the face mask. I get it. I can see that one. Another few people said, oh, there were some targeting calls that should have been called, this and that. Guys, look, here's the deal. There was bad calls on both sides. Okay, was it an ugly, choppy game? Yes. Was there some holding calls on Bama that didn't get called? Yes. Okay, was there some no calls that was questionable on Tennessee's side? Absolutely. Okay, but at the end of the day, it boils down to a couple things. Bama had Bryce Young. We heard all week long, well, if we don't have Bryce Young, I don't want to hear it if y'all win because we don't even have our starting quarterback. You had Bryce Young. Okay, say whatever you want to say. You guys had the game in hand. You had a chance to win on a field goal. You had it in hand. Okay, you guys, and you know, it's not my fault that y'all pl- called some stupid plays and should have just ran the ball up the middle and either spiked it or called a timeout or whatever. You know, there's that right there is game management. Call, you know, blame Nick Saban, blame the offensive coordinator, whoever. I don't know why they didn't run the ball a few times, try to center it up as much as possible, and then kick the game winning field goal straight on. But they didn't. Okay, that's not my call. I didn't do that. Okay, but they had a chance to win and they choked. Okay, they choked. Let's call it what it is, guys. It was a phenomenal game. Both teams played amazing. I looked over to my wife at about five minutes left, and I said, look, I don't care what happens at this point. This has been a phenomenal game. My Vols made me proud. Both teams are duking it out. This is an iconic football game that's going to go down in history as being one of the greatest, you know, by far one of the greatest, you know, games that Tennessee's ever played, one of the greatest SEC games ever played, Arguably one of the greatest college football games ever played. There was drama. There was, you know, um, there's lead changes. Bama, at one point, we fumbled in the end zone. I'm pretty sure Bama went up by like two scores. Yeah, I mean, you guys had the game in hand, okay? And you choked. Jalen Hyatt, our leading running back or our leading wide receiver statistically, had over 200 yards receiving and five touchdowns. He only caught the ball six times. All you had to do was double team him all game. That was it. Would we have thrown to Brew McCoy or, or Ramel Keaton or some of our other games? Or, you know, players? Absolutely, it would have happened. But, you know, Hyatt was the one going off. All you had to do was double team Hyatt. You could have maybe locked us down. Tennessee played a phenomenal game. Everybody wants to say, oh, you only won because of the refs, this and that, whatever. You don't put up 52 points just by using the refs. I'm sorry, it just don't happen. I know that's a tough pill to swallow because it's Bama and all that stuff. And, you know, the Bama fans talk so much shit before the game. But at the end of the day, you choked. Bryce Young, absolutely phenomenal game. Y'all's running back is one of the greatest wide receivers or greatest running backs that I've ever seen. 100% will be playing in the NFL, and I would love to watch him. But 
at the end of the day, you choked. You just didn't bring your A game. And also, Bama's been struggling all season. It wasn't the ref's fault that you barely beat Texas A&M. It wasn't the ref's fault that you barely beat Texas. You've been struggling all year. The Texas A&M game, you had that one locked up, and then you got the same uh, same deal. Pass interference in the end zone. Controversial. Texas A&M gets close. A lot of people were saying that Bama was holding on that play as well on that last play. To me, the ball was uncatchable. Okay, just like it was on the pass interference call that we got called on when the, you know, Bama wide receiver grabbed our dude and fell down. Okay, things happen. You, you know, you persevere. The Vols played their ass off and they persevered. I mean, it's just, it is what it is, guys. I don't know what else to tell you. There's been a lot of respectable Bama fans that said, hey, man, I'll give credit where credit was due. Tennessee played their ass off. We didn't bring our A game. We've been sucking it up this year. We'll get you next year. Man, I can respect that. But all these bandwagon Bama fans that are like, oh, Yen's cheated. Oh, the goalposts wasn't regulation sized. I seen that one today. New conspiracy theory floating around that the goals wasn't regulation sized. That was why we tore them down and got rid of the evidence and threw them in the river because they were too narrow. This this is literally stuff that I've seen, guys. Listen, face facts. You missed the field goal. Okay, you missed the field goal. You could have won it. You could have went on, okay? As Tennessee fans, it's not going to slow us down. We're going to keep rocking and rolling. We're going to be pumped and all that stuff. Looking ahead, okay, if we somehow lose to Kentucky, you know what? It is what it is. I mean, we've played great up to this season. I mean, we can't we can't ask too much of our people. You know, I would absolutely love to win out and go to a natty. Do I think we can beat Georgia? Yes. Do I think we can beat Kentucky? Yes. Should we beat Mizzou and and South Carolina and all those guys? Yes. Could they come in and knock us off? Absolutely. Okay. Could we go play Georgia and lose to Georgia and that be our only loss? Absolutely. Georgia might go to the SEC championship. If they do and they play Bama, and let's say they beat or lose to Bama, okay, at that point, all three teams are probably still going to the playoffs. If Ole Miss wins out and they go to the Natty, you know, or they go to the SEC championship, I mean, we don't know what's going to happen. Maybe old, you know, maybe uh, Ohio State loses to Michigan or Michigan loses to Ohio State or they lose to somebody else and we got four SEC teams. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. But what I know is the Tennessee Vols are back. Maybe not today. Maybe not tomorrow. Maybe not next year. But they are back. We are relevant again. We're doing good. Our fan base is re-energized. We're pumped. We're ready to go. It's been awesome. It's been fun. So many, you know, UT fans have dug orange out of their freaking closets. And it's been awesome. Okay. But, you know, don't try to shit all over us. Okay. We're excited. You know, we may not be this good again for a long time or possibly ever, but we're going to ride it, okay? Guys, I appreciate you so much for listening to these. Do follow me on social media. I greatly appreciate it. Social media is at Big Ladrewski. I'm just so pumped. I'm so thankful that I've got you guys out there that are so excited about Tennessee Vols football. I could talk about Tennessee Vols football all day long and be perfectly fine with that. You guys are the best. Tennessee Vols faithful is the absolute greatest fan base in the history of fan bases in college football. I love you guys. Please like, please share, please follow. Tell your friends about it, okay? 
plenty more coming up. I'm going to be doing some live streams as well as more podcasts. Share Go Vols, best, best team, team in college football, football, football.